Hello and welcome to The Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet. He hunts the biggest of all game. Public enemies who try to destroy our America. His faithful Filipino valet, Cato, Briff Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Briff Reed in the thrilling adventure purely for pleasure. The Green Hornet strikes again. Our United States shipbuilding program is being increased, not cut. Recently, contracts were awarded for 262 additional new ships, and every one of these ships must be manned by 40 to 50 men, most of them with previous sea experience. Men, the Merchant Marine offers you a war job with a future. The universal demand for a strong post-war Merchant Marine makes post-war opportunities in these jobs as great as in any American industry today. Find your place in the Merchant Marine now. Register immediately by wiring Collect to Merchant Marine, Washington, D.C. You may also get further information at War Shipping Administration offices or the U.S. Employment Service. And now, the Green Hornet. Once, Ed Lowry, star reporter at the Daily Sentinel, wasn't in a bragging mood. Lowry squirmed uncomfortably as Lenore Case told him in no uncertain terms just what she thought of his reportorial ability. Oh, lay off, will you, Casey? The biggest story in six months, right under your nose. And you let Axford take it away from you. Oh, that guy carries a horseshoe in every pocket. I tell you, Casey... Oh, uh, hello, boss. Hello, Ed. Well, good morning, Mr. Reed. Good morning, Miss Case. Well, Lowry... All right, all right. So you read Axford's story, too. So he was ten blocks away, and I was right inside the hotel when it happened, and he pulled a scoop on me. All right, so why don't everybody lay Relax, off? Relax, and... Lowry. Well, only it does seem like the proverbial man-bites-dog routine. Here you are, right inside the Stanley Hotel, when Preston Parker decides to high-dive from his room on the 14th and floor. Axford, and Axford, ten blocks away, gets there and gets the story before Lowry knows what happened. Oh, brother. Oh, I'm getting out of this fire trap right now. <laughs> he really is mad as he acts, Mr. Reed. <laughs> Laurie, you know as well as I do, he'll cool off. <laughs> Mr. Reed, 
worry, the unhappy reporter didn't go back to the office that day. Late that night, sitting at the bar in the Hotel Stanley... Uh, rats. Hey, Curly, come here. Yeah, come Oh, now, why don't you stop calling me Curly, Mr. Lowry? Makes people laugh. Fine, fine. I make people laugh, too. Here, give me a refill, and then I'm heading for home. Sure, sure. Yes, the second. Here you are. It'll be 40 cents. Yeah, yeah. Sure was a good story you had in the Sentinel today. <coughs> that wasn't my story. It was Mike Axford's. As for me, I, I ain't even sure I work there anymore. Oh, you've said that before. You know, funny thing about that Preston Parker case, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know, Curly. I haven't even read it. No? Mm. Well, just when they had it all figured out that Parker committed suicide, along comes a detective, Inspector McNeil down the headquarters. Uh, that guy. So he stuck his nose in and said it was murder, I suppose. That's right. Ah, uh, those chumps. Always trying to make something out of nothing. Well, maybe. But this time he might have something. Sure. You see, when they examined this guy, Parker, down at the morgue, they found some stuff sort of clutched in his finger, see? Sure, 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 I know. And this McNeil, he figures out it was some kind of fur from a woman's coat, see? Huh? A caracal, I think it was. Rats. McNeil wouldn't know a caracal coat from, from, from $6 a week. Why, that guy is so dumb, Curly. He, uh... What did you say? Who? Who? Me? I, I didn't say nothing. Oh, yes, you did. Well, well, all I said was that McNeil said there was some day mixed up in a thing and that she was probably wearing a caracal coat. That's for me, kid. I'll see you later. Well, hey, don't you want your change? Take it and buy yourself a toupee, Curly. Sherlock. Uh, hiya, Casey, old kid. <laughs> oh, what were you saying about somebody having horseshoes in their pocket? Uh, what? <laughs> oh, you sure got a swell break, Lowry. No fooling. Oh, now, look, sister, don't start telling me how lucky I was. When I left here yesterday morning, I got right to work on this case and stayed right with it. And t oh, hello, boss. Go ahead, Bucky. <laughs> you too? <laughs> I tell you, it wasn't luck. It was real brain work, see? Wait, the minute I found out Preston Parker was dead, I suspected murder, see? <laughs> and then, and then when Inspector McNeil says they suspected a woman of being mixed up in it because of Parker having a chunk of caracal fur clutched in his hand... You remembered seeing doll baby Dolores at the Stanley Bar. Oh, oh seeing her? Well, that's the dame I told you I met there yesterday afternoon. You met her? You met... Sure. And, of course, that piece of fur the cops had matched the caracal coat she was wearing, see? So as soon as they started putting on the pressure, this doll baby spills a work, see? I still think it was one large chunk of pure, undiluted luck. It was brain work. Why, the minute I set eyes on that babe yesterday down at the Stanley, why, I knew right off the bat that she was a... Well, the way it happens, I was talking to Curly in the bar. Sure, sure, a reporter. Well, his job takes a lot of brain work, Curly. Why, well, I could tell you... I'll... Uh, what do you have, miss? Martini, please. Yes, ma'am. Uh, hello. Uh, getting uh, a little colder outside? I didn't notice. Oh. 
Well, with a coat like that, you wouldn't. <laughs> Here you are, miss. Uh, uh, what kind of fur is that, huh? Look, Junior, if you're lonely, couldn't we find something more interesting to talk about than my fur coat? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Well, I was just curious. <laughs> of course, I wouldn't even know sable from rabbit myself, but uh, that ain't rabbit fur, I'll bet. Rabbit? Happens to be caracal. And if you think there isn't a difference, just go out and try to buy your girlfriend one next payday. <laughs> well, now, what are you laughing about? Okay, Laura. That was brain work, all right. Okay, okay. Yes? Oh, just a moment, please. It's for you, Mr. Reed. Thanks. Hello? Oh, hello, Inspector. Why, uh, oh, yes. Sure. Uh, be there in 20 minutes. Right. Bye. Hey, now what? McNeil at headquarters. He wants to see me. Something about your girlfriend. Oh, the doll baby? But well, well, what's he want to see you for? I haven't the least idea, Larry. Want to go along? Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, maybe he wants to give a banquet or something for me, huh? For helping to grab that day. <laughs> Mr. Reed, Larry. Oh, uh, this is Mr. Pierce. Mr. Reed, Mr. Larry. How do you do? Mr. Pierce. I know you, Mr. Pierce. Won't you be seated, gentlemen? Thank you. Now, uh, Mr. Pierce is an attorney representing Dolores Kelliani. Oh. Look, the doll baby, huh? Oh, you got a lot of uh, client in that little package, Pierce. Miss Kelliani is the unfortunate victim of circumstances. <laughs> yes, yeah, so was Preston Parker. My client has admitted her participation in what's happened. However, when the matter comes to trial, I'm certain we shall be able to establish a very justifiable motive on her part. Oh, sure. But uh, may I ask why you've called me down here, Inspector? I, I mean, what has uh, this to do Mr. with... Mr. Pierce has indicated that his uh, client wishes to make a, uh, a deal with the police. Hmm? I still don't see what this has to do with the Daily Sentinel. Well, perhaps I can explain, Mr. Reed. Now, uh, naturally, Miss Caliani hopes to be fully exonerated when her case comes to trial. Naturally. Meanwhile, she's inclined to render the police a very great favor. Oh? It's reasonable to assume, of course, that her trial will be expensive. My client isn't too well off financially. You're not suggesting that uh, Daily Sentinel contribute to her defense expenses, are you? Mm -hmm. In a roundabout way, yes. Now, your paper has for some time offered a standing reward of $25,000 for information leading to the capture of the Green Hornet. The Green Hornet? Yes, Yes, we have. Would you still pay that reward to a person, let us say, outside the law? To Miss Caliani? Are you inferring that this girl can bring about the capture of the Green Hornet? Precisely. I think you'll agree that such an event would be well worthwhile. Uh, yes. My client would be doing the police a very great favor. A favor which should possibly be remembered when she comes to trial. And uh, also, the reward money would help. Well, what do you think of it, Mr. Reed? As the magician says, uh, it's a good trick if you can do it. <laughs> yeah. You mean to say, Pierce, this doll baby's going to put the finger on the Green Hornet in exchange for a light sentence? She knows him and is willing to slip him a fast double X? That'd be the crude way of putting it, Mr. Lowry. What I want to know from you, Mr. Reed, is this. Will the Daily Sentinel pay the reward to my client if the Green Hornet is apprehended? The answer is yes. Dead or alive? Right. 
But you can tell your client that for $25,000, we don't take substitutes. Don't worry. You'll get a real McCoy. Inspector? How soon can you arrange for Miss Caliani's release? Hey! You mean you're going to turn that doll character loose? Well, 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 why can't she just tell the cops how to grab off the hornet? That, too, would be the crude way, Mr. Lowry. We'll arrange a release, and the girl will be under surveillance from our best plainclothesman at all times. Now, just remember, if you want her to be successful, you've got to give her a chance. Also, you'll have to remember that the Green Hornet is an exceptionally brilliant fellow. Uh, yes. And above all, gentlemen, not a word of this plan should be mentioned outside. We can't afford to be careless. Careless? <laughs> I promise you, I'll try not to be careless, Mr. Pierce. <laughs> Good luck to you, Inspector. See you later, Pierce. Sure. Come on, Lowry. <laughs> A few minutes later found Britt Reed, the young man about town and newspaper publisher, in his well-furnished apartment, talking to Cato, the only living person to know his true identity as the mysterious will-o'-the-wisp, the Green Hornet. She's either stalling for time, Cato, or else she has some plan for putting over a fast one on both the police and the Daily Sentinel. You think girl maybe plan to kill someone, then fix identification so police think dead man Green Hornet? Well, she's capable of doing anything. Ah, she certainly sold the inspector a bill of goods. Oh. He really believes that she knows the Hornet. Oh, police take any chance to capture Green Hornet. <laughs> it's all very flattering. <laughs> Girl have everything to gain, nothing to lose by telling lie to police. Now, that's where you're wrong. Whatever her scheme is, if it doesn't work, she may lose her life for the killing of young Parker. Oh. And as for her little dream about knowing the Green Hornet, she's going to be able to say that truthfully before this case is over with. <laughs> Green Hornet make doll baby's dream into a nightmare, huh? Starting right now. Come on, let's get busy. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Wartime accidents in this country are proving far too costly to the war effort. You can do your part very easily. For instance, when driving, observe all speed and traffic regulations. Be sure that your car is in safe operating condition. At all times, be ready to stop quickly for children who run into your path or for other unforeseen emergencies that may arise, such as blowouts or skids. You can do your part as a pedestrian as well. Always make sure that streets and highways are safe before you cross. Over $5 billion was lost last year through home front accidents alone. So for your health's sake and the sake of your country, remember the ABCs of safety. Always be careful. And now, back to the Green Hornet. Apartment, Britt Reed spoke briefly to his Filipino valet, Cato. The doll baby is being released this evening. Oh. Now the police have arranged a very elaborate shadow system. She'll be followed and watched every hour of the day. You think girl just make bluff to get out of jail? I don't know. But I certainly intend to find out. Cato, when the girl comes out of police headquarters, you're going to follow her. Follow her and detectives? Well, do the best you can. What do you do, Mr. Britt? I'm going out to Forest Hill to see Mr. Parker. Oh, father of murdered boy... But he refused to talk to newspaper men. 
You won't refuse to talk to the Green Hornet. Now get after that girl, Cato. And try to phone me here later this evening. Later that evening at the elaborate Parker home in Forest Hill... I don't wish to discuss the matter with you or anyone else. Go to the police for your information. Nelson. Yes, Mr. Parker. If there are any more phone calls, I'm not in. Understand? Very good, sir. I shall be in my study the rest of the evening. Confounded newspapers. Detectives snooping around. So Preston's death hadn't created enough scandal already. They're trying to find out. What? Who are you? Close the door, Mr. Parker, and don't make a sound. Nelson! Come quickly! Nelson! What in the world has happened, Mr. Parker? What? Oh. Sorry, Nelson! Oh. Oh. I hope you're not going to ask for the same treatment, Mr. Parker. That mask. You... You are the Green Hornet. And very much interested in getting some information concerning the death of your son. No. No! You can't make me believe that Preston would be involved in, in anything... In business but... with the Green Hornet? No, Mr. Parker. But when a man as prominent as your son becomes a murder victim, it's usual for his parents to demand an investigation. Yeah, but I... So far, you've done everything in your power to prevent the police from getting at the bottom of this case. I have no desire to create any more scandal. You're afraid, Parker. Well, I... I can see it in your face. You don't want to know the truth behind your son's murder. I... Yes. Yes, I am afraid. You're afraid of the police and the newspapers because anything they learn becomes public property. Yes, why are you interested in the matter? Can you keep your mouth shut? What? Why, of course. Dolores Kalyani, the girl who murdered your son, is being released by the police tonight. What? She made a deal with him. Promised to find the Green Hornet and turn him in. Oh, then she knows you, huh? Uh, she's a liar. She lied about knowing me, and I'm beginning to think she lied about your son. Somehow that story about a lover's quarrel doesn't ring true. I happen to know it wasn't true. And suppose we get down to talking facts. I, uh... I wonder if I can trust you. You've never heard of the Green Hornet double-crossing anyone. Sit down, Hornet. Maybe you can do something for both of us. Oh, why, sure. Why? Wait till I tie up your butler. When Preston left this house the last time, he was carrying exactly $100,000 in cash. One Parker, why haven't you told this to the police? My son's death is covered with scandal and disgrace now. I don't wish to make matters any worse. Do you understand? No. But I'm going to work in that direction, Mr. Parker. That's what I want to know. You said... Sit down, Mamie. Relax. When Dolores gets here, you'll find out. When Dolores gets here? That's all I've heard for three hours. When Dolores gets here. All this hocus-pocus. Nobody Shut ever... Up. Listen. Uh, that must be her now. Oh, thank goodness you got here, kid. This wacky shyster's been driving me batty with all kinds of double talk. All right, now, baby. Hurry it up. Make it fast. Come on, Mamie. Come on. Hey, what's cooking? Nobody going to tell me what's cooking around this joint? Didn't Pierce tell you? Pierce? Well, he's a lawyer. All he can do is ask questions. Then I'll tell you. You're going to change coats with me, see, and fast. Yeah? Yeah. There's a couple of plain clothesmen out front. They've been tailing me all evening, see? Oh. Now, you scram out of here wearing my coat. Go down to the avenue and take a cab. 
And don't stop until you're clear across town. Yeah? What are you going to be doing? None of your business, sweetheart. Jimmy, give her some dough. Give her enough to keep her mind on her work. Mm-hmm. Here. Here's a C note for you, Mamie. Now get busy. A hundred bucks? Just for wearing that swell coat? Oh, gee. You can get a grand on that coat from any hawk shop in town. A grand? Yeah. You mean I'm going to get to keep that fur coat? That's what I said. Now come on, snap into it. Cato watched the door of the apartment building open and the figure of the girl in the expensive fur coat descend to the sidewalk. And then Cato ducked quickly back into the dense shrubbery as the girl came directly down the sidewalk past him, heading toward the avenue. Well, a girl leave apartment building now. Detectives down the street, they follow. Then, as the girl's face became clearly visible... Oh, a girl leave Mary Chase. Tonight, Cato get plenty... Wait... That not same girl. Doll baby girl still in apartment house. This girl changed clothes with doll baby. Oh, now Kato let policeman follow for coat. Then go plenty fast to telephone Green Hornet. A few moments later, in another part of the city, Britt Reed pressed the starter and the mighty engine of the superpowered Black Beauty roared into life. Then the great car was thundering through the night, driven by the sworn enemy of every criminal, the Green Hornet. <laughs> Meanwhile, at police headquarters... Well, you can hang around if you like, Larry, but I'm heading for home. And uh, that's for me, Inspector. That may be something to break before now, but... Uh, just a minute. Yes? Put him on. What is it, O'Malley? Uh, what? Well, of all the... All right, get back out there, you dope, and step on it. Yes, yes, I'll meet you there, but she's probably a hundred miles away by now. Of all the stupid hey, dolls... Now what? Oh, the doll baby pulled a fast one. Went into an apartment building over on East uh, Haywood Street. Switched clothes with another day. Switched clothes with another day? Hey, sure, the other day. Here, I'll went out wearing the doll baby's yes, clothes. And these two lunkheads, I posted out their fall for it. Uh-oh. They followed this decoy clear across town before they know what the score is. Well, I'll see you later. Got to get out there right away. Hey, hey, can I go along? Well, if you want to, come on. <laughs> You don't scare me, Pierce. Not even a little bit. Now, look, doll. You're taking me all wrong, see? Uh-huh. I just wanna... And if I wasn't taking you wrong, then you'd be taking me right, huh? Oh, come on. Let's stop this silly arguing and get out of here. Let's go get that doll. Not hmm? so fast. But, doll, those coppers aren't going to chase that dumb wench all night without finding out the difference. They'll be back here. All right, so first... they'll be back. And the doll baby will still know where the dough is while you run around tearing your hair. But, baby, haven't I done my part? Now, didn't I invent that gag about you putting the finger on the green hornet? Didn't I get Mamie over here and get the cops off your trail? And didn't I get young Parker to bring the hundred grand to the hotel? Sure, sure, I know. And didn't you slug the guy and help me dump him out the window? Huh? I can just imagine how much help I'd be getting from you if you knew where that money was. Oh. You're a smart turkey, Pierce. Cops know that. 
I guess you're the smartest shyster that ever came down the pipe. All right, all right. So what's that got to do with... In fact, you're so smart you could pass for the green hornet yourself. Uh, what are you getting at, doll? I don't see... Sure that. you're smart. You even figured how we could pass off some stooge to the cops for the real green hornet and collect that 25G reward. Listen, You honey, even I... promoted all the gadgets to make it look genuine. A mask like the hornet wears. A gas gun like you Sure, that's right. Well, we can still do it, baby. It'll work, I tell you. I think so myself. But we're not going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, put up that gun. Maybe I won't collect any reward. But I'll have a hundred grand for myself and the coppers will get their green hornet. As promised. Now, listen, baby. I, I'll play it straight with you. Honest, I'll cut you in on No, I'm going to cut you out. Now, please, baby. You, you can't do this to me. Well, let's go get that dough. The dough is right here in this apartment, smart boy. But you won't ever get any closer to it than you are right now. No, no, please. Listen to me, Dolly. Oh, take Dolly, it, don't, you please, double no. cross and Dolly, rat. don't. Oh, you were smart, shyster. But not too smart for the doll, baby. And now to get that dough and scram out of here before... What? You! The Green Hornet! Drop it, sister. Drop what I said. You were talking about money, doll, baby. Where is it? No, no, listen, Hornet. Or would you I... rather see how this gas gun works than let me look for myself? Listen, let's make a deal, Hornet. After I can... After the way you just concluded your deal with Brother Pierce, I don't think I care for any thanks. Where's the money? In the kitchen cupboard. But please, Shut Hornet, up. I... Your friends, the police, will be showing up any minute. They're going to find the money and a note from the Green Hornet. You... You're not taking the money? When I found out why you killed Parker, I decided to do this one little job purely for pleasure. What do you mean about leaving a note for the cops? I want them to know that Preston Parker was an 18-carat American. That he was spending $100,000 to crash into your clever gang of spies and saboteurs so they could have the pleasure of breaking it Listen, up. the police. I'm getting out of here. Right. This is for you, doll baby. Pleasant dreams. No, wait. <laughs> what a sweet pair of double crosses. <laughs> What a story, huh, Casey, old kid? No, it was a peach, Lowry. Too bad they didn't make a clean sweep and get the Green Hornet along with that shyster and the doll baby. Well, personally, I got a sort of sneaking admiration for that luck. What? Sure. The cops in the newspapers weren't getting any place on that Parker killing. But after the Hornet put him on the right track... Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, what a story! Well, I can understand why Mr. Parker wouldn't give the police any information. Sure. He figured that his son was mixed up with those rats, eh? Well, in a way, he was. Oh, Sure. But imagine the nerve of the kid, will you? Rejected by the army. Tried to get into the FBI. Rejected. So he gets a bunch of cash and goes out to break up that gang single-handed. He didn't quite succeed, but he certainly started the ball rolling in the right direction. <laughs> well, good morning, Mr. Oh, Reed. Good morning, Mr. Reed. Good morning, Mr. Reed. Say. Now what? I'd sure like to know how that guy found out about the door, baby, getting out of jail. What guy? Why, the Green Hornet. You know he left a note for the cops and a hundred thousand bucks in cash. Yes, I know. Imagine the nerve of the guy. Leaving all that dough and telling the cops he was doing this one job purely for pleasure. Oh, boy, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. Sister Lackstreet, pet mom! Police get full confession from lawyer girl in Parker killing. Green Hornet implicated. 
Admiral Nimitz, the commander-in-chief of the Pacific Fleet, recently said, we will put the heat on Japan just as hard and as fast as we can. Now, that's mighty encouraging news from the man who's in the best position to do it. But don't forget that we must do our part at home to help put on the heat. The knockout blow at Japan is going to take a gigantic amount of equipment. The Navy threw 11,000 tons of explosives at Guam just to soften it up before our fighting men moved in. That was just one bombardment and the figure will have to be multiplied several times for the softening up of Japan. The accomplishment of this huge task depends upon you, the workers at home. So keep those wheels turning until victory is complete. Be sure to listen to the Green Hornet next week at this time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Henry Stambaugh speaking. This is the Blue Network.